Welcome to Alphabet Fly, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, the guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Daniel Na. Hello. So, so again, I'd like to, this is the last part of a, a crossover event between my podcast and Daniel's new podcast, OK Crusader. So you should check that out. I'll have a link of it in the description. You should listen to it. So, <clears throat> today, we are talking... Well, oh wait, I forgot. Yeah, we're going to have a little segment at the end of this podcast called Alphabet Flight After Dark. After Dark. Today we're going to be talking about Moon Dragon. Ooh, I think I've heard of this one actually. Well, then who is Moon Dragon? Uh, isn't Moon Dragon? Uh, she's like a uh, some sort of space space woman who gets like psionic powers or something, and she sometimes turns into a dragon, but not usually. Yeah, I actually got it. <laughs> Nailed. She's it. also the daughter of Drax. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah. Um, Drax, in in the movies, he's an alien, but on... Um, oh, in right, Marvel, he's just like a guy, isn't he? He's, he's a guy. He's a guy who got killed by Thanos and kind of, like, re-engineered into, like, a perfect Thanos killing machine. Fair yeah. enough. And he's also been around for a very long time. Hmm. Like, you'd be surprised how long, like, most of the Guardians characters have been a lot around. Peter Quill has been around for, like, ever, because he was in, like, the really pulpy, like, 70s mm, sure. Star-Lord uh, things, and Rocket Raccoon, I'm going to be talking about in the middle of this book, basically, at some point. Um, and we're also, Groot actually comes from, like, something from the 40s. Wow. So, like, they did some deep pulls for, like, the modern... Guardians lineup. Yeah. But uh speaking of space stuff, Moon Dragon. You pretty much summarize a lot of the stuff, but she's gone th- uh, through a lot of crazy stuff cuz she's Cosmic Marvel in the yep. 70s. <laughs> so hmm. So her real name is uh Heather Douglas. She is a former priest and adventurer. She is a citizen of the United States and a naturalized citizen of Titan. Oh, that's fun. Where where Thanos comes from. Sure, yeah. Also where his dumb dad lives. <laughs> Listen to the mentor episode if you want to hear about how dumb his dad is. <laughs> she used to go by Madame MacEvil. Wow. Yeah, her dad is uh, Drax the Destroyer and a vet. Who was just a woman. Who wasn't turned into a green fighting monster machine. Um, She's a former member of both the Avengers and the Defenders. Alright. She first appeared in Iron Man. uh, 54. Issue 54. Submariner. Target for death. In January 1973. That was an issue where... Namor and Iron Man fought. And then maybe they kissed. They didn't kiss. Oh, man. 
like I that's what I want most fights to go down to. Yeah. I I just want people to kiss more, especially just big buff dudes. Just a little smooch. Just a little smooch. Like they could fight afterwards. You yeah. Know, they just like you know just while in, they're grappling. Just in the middle. Just in the middle. Just a little smooch. A little like, smoocheroo like, for me to you. You know, like they're grappling and everything, and they're yeah. doing the thing that's also very homoerotic. But people never mention how homoerotic it is, especially with like, Namor. <laughs> yeah, and like they're just like flopping around on the ground, and like you know they stop for a little bit, you know, for a rest, smooch on the kid. Yeah. It's just a little smooch on the lips, and then yeah. like go back to the fight. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. That would be nice, but you know what? I don't run Marvel, so I can't just make that a rule. <laughs> so, she was the only daughter of a real estate agent, Arthur Douglas, and his wife, Yvette. So, Drax used to be a real estate agent. Hmm. Uh, one night, Heather wa- when Heather was three years old, her parents were returning from Los Angeles after a short vacation in Las Vegas, and they happened to witness a scout ship belonging to the Mad Titani- Titanian Thanos, wishing to uh, maintain secrecy, he call uh, Thanos caused the Douglas's car to crash, burning and killing all the occupants except for Heather, who had been thrown from the car. Arthur was then later resurrected into a new body as Drac the Destroyer, who I will be talking about in the Book of the Dead, because he's dead at this point. Alone in a desert, the child was, rec- uh, was rescued by a mentor who was the beloved ruler of the Eternals of Titan, who was also Thanos' father, and had been monitoring his evil son's activities. Then he was then she was taken to like the Eternals on Titan, and then she was kind of schooled in the arts uh, and disciplines of the ascetic monks of Titan. She was taught to control her body and mind as well as total mastery of her latent psionic potential. And she became an accomplished athlete, martial artist, genet- and geneticist. Even though she was an internal, she was, like, way better at, you know, all the internal stuff. Classic. Yeah. Because she's a white woman who came into a foreign yep. culture. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So she pushed her mental exercises beyond the limits of her teacher's powers. Because, again... She's better at, she's a white woman who's better at the natch, natives. Snatch. Yeah. And uh, she sensed a malevolent spiritual force that made psychic and made psychic connections with it. The, that presence was the dragon of the moon, a cosmic inter, uh, entity that claimed to exist before the creation uh, of plants in the cosmos. And have and to have destroyed entire civilizations. The dragon existed there before uh, before the mentor settled there and claimed responsibility for destroying the Eternals of Uranus, <laughs> <laughs> who, previously, who previously lived there. And then the dragon claimed it corrupted Thanos and began to take over Douglas's minds to corrupt her. But she drove, drove the uh, dragon from her mind. But after this, she got, like, real cocky. And after that, like, it augmented her psychic powers. So she's just like, yo, I'm so great. And then she proved it to herself. (laughs) (laughs) She grew into a cocky, distant person. And whenever she was finished studying, she chose Moondragon as her name within the Order of the Priests. 
and uh and like it kind of shocked everyone and she regarded mentor and the entire population of titan as in her words fools and idiots damn i bet she watches rick and morty uh she she left uh the order and assured of her superiority became uh, to become the savior of the universe even if she had to subjugate other sentient beings wills to her to, to hers to do it so really she's just really she's just like most white people yeah she seems like kind of the ultimate white savior she's just like i'm going to save you all people from a different land if you like it or not even if i have to colonize you to do it uh then thanos grew powerful enough to challenge uh mentor and launched an attack against titan she fled uh titan in her own spaceship she came back to earth under the name evil mac adam Ma- i mean sorry Ma- mac mac evil not a great name if she began testing some of the uh superhumans for possible use in her war against Thanos. She also experimented with the uh genetic makeup with a number uh, of a number of uh human beings and turned three Earthmen into Angar the Screamer, Ramrod and the Dark Messiah. Angar the Screamer is wonderful. Listen to one of my first episodes if you'd like to learn more about him. He's a hippie who just, like, screams at people. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, they all sound like they belong in a black metal band. After Thanos was uh, defeated, she became involved with the Avengers against uh, Kang the Conqueror, who believed that she might be the Celestial Madonna, the person who was supposed to bear humanity's uh, future savior. But she wasn't, because she was actually the person who's Celestial Madonna, was Mantis. Listen to that episode if you want to hear a lot of gross things about Steve, Steve Englehart having a, just a real, real fun time writing this woman with weird energy. And then she started claiming to become being a goddess. Sometimes she helped the Avengers with battle against Kovac. And when uh, before he killed himself, she uh, learned that he planned to remake the universe, eliminating all chaos, including free will. And then she started to, um, started kind of devoting her efforts in the fighting, which she perceived to be wrong, by imposing her will upon individuals and groups that did not conform to her sense of propriety. Again, ultimate white person. Yep. And then she started, like, enslaving the entire population of a world, Bapanis, and its people. Very good. She took the life of Drax the Destroyer, then, um, then Thor, turned Moon God over to uh, Odin for punishment. Which I guess is like, you know, you probably want to have a god to, you know, defeat her. She's pretty powerful. So she started wearing a... Uh, she was forced to wear a band, headband that like greatly reduced her mental powers. And uh, and if she tried to go past a certain point, it would cause her great pain. Hmm. 
uh, her and other beings could not remove the headband. Then she fought with the defenders for a while. Uh, then eventually she started dying and found the actual moon dragon that she named herself after. And then, uh, but then the moon dragon kind of, um, and mm. she started becoming evil, trying to destroy them. Oh, now she's becoming evil at this point. And then she met with my, uh, with my favorite, with one of my favorites, Manslaughter. For real, listen to the Manslaughter episode if you haven't listened to it. Then the Beyonder increased her power, and then she attacked the defenders again. Oh, and then she became like a statue. <laughs> so she does a lot of stuff, by the way. Yeah, seems like she's been around the block. Been around the block a few times. Uh, so, did I show you what she looked like? Uh, you did not. It's a pretty great costume. Alright, so she's got a very long head that is bald. And no, you know what? her costume is pretty good. It's just a classic like black and white with a cape. Uh... It's fine, yeah, I like it. I, I like it a lot. It's like it's elegant, and it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, you know so, what? She she looks a bit like uh, Mega Mind, the DreamWorks <laughs> like character, a, like a sexy Mega Mind, like a sexy Mega Mind. Which I mean, already pretty sexy, but like yeah. think of an even sexier female version, an of even Megamind. sexier, less blue Mega Mind. <laughs> she is six three. So, mm. like, super tall. Tall, yeah. Uh, weighs 150. Has blue eyes and no hair. She engages in tons of intensive exercise. Oh, so this one exercises a lot compared to the other two who didn't at all. <laughs> she has several superhuman powers. So she can... She's a telepath. Which she can mentally stun people. Hmm. She can also control the minds of people. And, eradic and, like, eradicate certain memories, affects personality changes, affects personality changes, um, direct uh, actions for a duration of her mental control, and other things. She was able to link to millions of minds at one point, so pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, she can possess, she can, uh, she can project psionic energy as concussive blasts. By killing human beings. I mean, capable of killing human beings. <laughs> as, <laughs> she can only project uh, project psychic blasts if she kills someone first. She uses all of their blood and life energy. <laughs> now see, that's, a, that's an interesting superpower. Where's that story? Yeah. Well, she can kill a human being, like, at about 20 feet. She also has, like, a bunch of other like psychic powers like including being able to manipulate molecules she's also just like like imagine like a space goddess <laughs> you pretty much got it a lot of lot of gods in, in this set yeah we have two gods and just a sad boy <laughs> <laughs> well she's not a, she can be taken down but she's basically mm -hmm. godlike yeah no. So, what do you think of her? I don't have a great opinion of her. Let's yeah, <laughs> it's, it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on, and not a lot of it seemed especially compelling. <laughs> and she also named herself, what was it, like, McEvil? Well, McEvil. Yeah, that's... 
I'm going to say that out of the two colonizers, she's the worst. He, uh, Mole Man had like a nation. She took like a planet. Mole Man, and Mole Man technically had got most of his nation willingly. Yeah. And you know what? He turned it around afterwards. He made a utopia. Yeah. But they had like a billionaire. Yeah. Messed up his kingdom and then he became embittered. Yeah. So is there uh, anything else you could think of? No, I'm I'm kind of bored with Moondragon. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, not a lot. There's not a lot like keeping me, keeping me there. She's just like a overpowered cosmic person, which yeah. there's a which is a dime a dozen. Yeah, I think that is my issue with her. It's just like, oh, she's just so good at everything she does, and that's like her whole story. I'm like, okay. I think we're now need to go to. Alphabet flight after dark. After dark. What do you think about Moondragon? How dateable do you think she is? I I think I know the answer. But well, uh, I just like to start off much better dressed than the other two. Um. But we are running into a lot of the same problems as Molecule Man, huh? Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like, okay, let's say that she does love you. Mm-hmm. And she's not, like, manipulating you into loving her. Yeah. Which is, first off, big red flag. Big red like. flag. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? Molecule Man doesn't really control minds. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's a step up because... <sighs> But um, I feel like Moondragon is a step down from Molecule Man. Yeah, because, I mean, we also know Molecule Man's motivations. He wants to find love and a stable home. Great goals. What does Moondragon want? She wants to, like, colonize the universe to bring order or some crap like that? Like, get out of here. She seems too into herself. Mm-hmm, Yeah. I I think she'd be a very very uh like I think she'd be a very um selfish lover. Yeah, it, it would be all about how you can support her and her goals instead of you know how you can mutually benefit each other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can support that. Honestly. Yeah, it's, it just sounds very can. tiring. It does. So I don't know. I think she's the least dateable out of the three. I I, I agree with you. Best dressed, least dateable. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I wish, I wish there was a better bit better showing for her, but, you know, there's just nothing there. No. There's no. nothing there. So, um, I think we're done. So, I think we're done with that. So, so uh, Mole Man, most of well, really just in the order of what we did. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's the most dateable. So, uh, yeah. You know, just, uh, hit me up, Mole Man. Yeah, so, hey, Mole Man. <laughs> you, do you want a husband as well? <laughs> yeah, what do you have to pluck? If you like the children's sci-fi series Animorphs, but hate reading, you can visit Audiomorphs at audiomorphs.podbean.com or by searching Audiomorphs on iTunes, and I'll just read all the books to you very slowly over the course of many months. 
dumb and illiterate. Greetings <laughs> <laughs> for nerds, so go listen to me read for you. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Jesse. I have plugs I've done twice already. So listen to those, because I just don't want to, I don't feel like saying them right now. Yeah, I'm very hungry, so let's end I'm this soon. <laughs> very hungry and tired. <laughs> so, I feel it. Yeah, so um, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly maddening the world is. Um, yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>